0: Walking on the beaches of New Zealand, I've come across the usual, uh, you know, seashells in a variety of shapes and sizes, empty crab shells, um, kelp, you know, as as we know it, seaweed, um, solidified sea froth, and lots and lots and lots of smooth, beautiful driftwood that that is littered on the beaches. That local artists sometimes. Uh, pick from the beach and they use in their mixed media artwork I've often seen these artworks sold uh, in the farmer's markets on Saturdays so um, uh, uh, those are the usual things I've seen but I've also bumped into some rarer and more intriguing things as well Uh, like this one evening I was strolling on the beach with my dog Koru when I saw this long blackish grey rope like thing sticking out of the ground now out, out, out of the sand that is So I edged in closer to inspect it and I realized that it was an organism and it was not a man-made rope or anything of the sort. Initially, I thought it was a snake but I then realized that New Zealand does not have any land snakes and there are only two species of sea snakes. One is, um, I think it's the banded yellow-lipped sea crate and the other one is the yellow-bellied sea snake. But the thing that I was seeing here was neither banded nor a crate of any sort, nor was it yellow-bellied. It was literally black, blackish-grey. It had no markings on it whatsoever. So after staring at it for around 10 minutes and wondering, 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 that's when it struck me. It was a stingray. You know, a stingray. That's the only thing that made sense. It was in all probability a stingray that got washed ashore and buried under the sand. Um, and probably it it, it may have died in the sea and then got washed ashore or or it may have been washed ashore and then it died there when it got buried under the sand I don't know but it was literally buried under the sand with only the tail portion sticking out so I really wanted to dig it out to confirm my suspicions but after what happened with Steve Irwin, I didn't want to take the chance I didn't want to take any chances and I just walked away from it Also on an evening walk with Goru, he stumbled on this spiky lump on the beach so on closer inspection, I noticed the big wide eyes staring back at me as I looked at the thing's spiky exterior and I was absolutely thrilled. It was my first encounter with an actual puffer fish. It was dead, but still, I mean, I had only read about them in books and seen them on TV and I've always wanted to see a puffer fish up close. So nature's defense mechanisms are absolutely fascinating. The puffer fish which is also known as a blowfish or a porcupine fish for obvious reasons has a deadly neurotoxin in its flesh and internal organs. It's called tetrodotoxin and some people say it's even uh, uh, 1200 times more powerful than cyanide. So it is basically fatal. It's a sodium channel blocker so it paralyzes the muscles even as the victim is fully conscious. So when it when this puffer fish, you know, even it, it looks like a normal fish and you can't see its spikes when it's in, in its normal fish shape. But when it senses danger, it puffs itself up like a balloon, making the spines visible so that any predator that tries to eat it will stop. Um, given that Japan and New Zealand share the same ocean, it is normal for puffer fish to inhabit these waters and wash up occasionally. In fact, um, in, in, during, the, during summers... Um, in the southern hemisphere um, puffer fish not, can, can wash up um, in large numbers in uh, in uh, new zealand so then it's happened before so um, and uh, while we in new zealand take really a, a lot of care to you know stay away from puffer fish in uh, japan the it's called the fugu fish which is a kind of deadly puffer fish it is actually a delicacy in japanese cuisine and i i knew that but um Still it was fascinating to see the thing up close and uh, it has to be prepared in a very specific way by licensed chefs to remove the toxin before it is served. Because if it is incorrectly prepared, the soup which is known as fugu chiri or even sashimi fugu, it can cause death in 24 hours. So if the person survives the 24 hour period, then he usually lives but only after being in a coma that would last several days. So, given my deep respect for these denizens of the sea, I was, I was extremely uh, happy to have come across one in in real life. I wish that it was alive when I came across it. Unfortunately, it was not. But I left him well alone and got on my way. You know, um, the the last and by far the most interesting beach find was on one of my morning visits to the beach. I happened to see a dark blue purple so it was not it was bluish purplish jelly like cushion like thing on the beach with a mass of ink blue stuff under it now i had never seen anything like it and instinctively i reached out to touch it but good sense prevailed as i sensed that that cuddly jelly like thing was more sinister than it looked you know so i took a picture and i posted it on facebook to resident kiwis asking them if they knew what it was turns out that they did Because um, they immediately told me it was a blue bottle. Which is also known as the Indo-Pacific Man of War. Which is a close relative of the very well known. And very sinister Portuguese Man of War. So although it is not as venomous as its Portuguese cousin. It is definitely venomous. And although it won't kill you like the fugu fish would. It would definitely hurt for quite a while if it stung you. You know. So. And uh, during the summers. um, Often blue bottles wash up in large numbers on in the southern hemisphere no on beaches in the southern hemisphere so that's when people get stung a lot now i read up about it and i got to know two very interesting things first most people me included mistake it for a jellyfish when i first saw it i was like jellyfish was what came to mind you know initially It is related to a jellyfish, but it is not actually jellyfish. It belongs to a group of very, 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 very interesting animals called siphonophores. So a siphonophore is a colonial organism, which is made up of many, many small, tiny, multicellular organisms that you can't see with your bare eyes. So jellyfish, sea anemones, um, corals, they're all examples of colonial organisms that look and function like one organism. I had never heard of living things organizing themselves and existing like this before. I had heard of symbiotic relationships, but actually tiny multicellular organisms just coming together and existing and functioning like one one creature. It was it was it's almost alien. It's fascinating to say the least and to me it borders on the miraculous almost. So So yeah, I I know life gets busy and more often than not, we drown in our routines and our daily goals and our commitments and the grind. I'm the same. Uh, There are days and nights, you know, where days melt into the nights and nights transform into days and I I don't know when one ends and the other begins. Uh, But on those rare occasions, when I do take the time to just stop, you know, take a moment and smell the roses or in my case, more often feel the sea breeze in my face. Things around me take me by surprise and sometimes even take my breath away. I strongly urge you to try it. I know it's hard to step out, very, very hard to step out in the middle of a pandemic and have any kind of, uh, I mean, it's, it's a new normal. Life has changed very drastically. But whenever you can, take a moment for yourself to stop and observe. There is so much of life pulsing all around us. It's totally worth it.